The Productive Woman, Episode 16. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Hello again, and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll talk through a step-by-step process for decluttering. I'll also share my tip of the week, which is a way to improve your night times, and my tool of the week, which is a book and website that offer help and inspiration to moms with young kids at home. So let's get right into it. The tip of the week is this. Consider not using your smartphone as an alarm and actually moving your phone out of your bedroom. If you're like a lot of us, and I'm one of them, um, the the smartphone, in my case, an iPhone, is set up right, uh, right there on the nightstand, and I use that as my alarm. But I read a really interesting blog post this week by Carly, I think it's Knobluck, Knobluck? Um, she's a tech blogger and, and appears on, I think, Good Morning America from time to time talking about tech kinds of things. And in this blog post, she talked about her experiment with not using her phone as an alarm clock. She talks in the post a bit about the science behind why doing so can interfere with our sleep and how getting the phone off our nightstands can actually improve our relationships with our husbands, which I thought was interesting. So she replaced her smartphone with a real alarm clock, and she recommends one in, the, in her post that uh, looks kind of interesting, and I may, may look into getting that. Uh, she found that she fell asleep faster, slept better, woke up in a better mood, had fewer headaches, and actually talked to her husband more. Uh, It made a lot of sense to me, and I'm planning to give it a try. So uh, I'll have a post or a a link in the show notes uh, to her post. If you try that as well, or if you already do that, um, leave a a comment in in the show notes and let me know what you think or how it works for you. So that's the tip of the week, getting, getting the smartphone away from the bedroom at night. And the tool of the week is, and this is a tool or a resource for my friends with small children. This is a book called Your Beautiful Life by a writer from Australia, and I picked one's names this week, um, by, uh, her name is Karen Shravamad, I think. Um, I'll have it in the show notes. The book is subtitled, Living Your Most Creative Life at Home with Kids. And I haven't read it yet, but even though my kids are grown, I want to read it. She has some, um, uh, just some really cool notes in, in a post about the book. It's a brand new book just releasing, and she's actually giving it away for free. And you can go to her website at ahousefullofsunshine.com to learn how to get it. And she describes the book. It's, it's about making a beautiful home. And that's what her blog and her, her website are about as well. Some really neat, um, um, like there's a great uh, image on the page about doing a home office makeover that I, I thought was just beautiful. But um, the book is about being creative, about making a beautiful home and making your life beautiful when you have small children. I think it's going to be interesting and inspiring, not just for those with small children, but for all of us. And like I said, I intend to get it. 
Um, so again, I will uh, have a link in the show notes and you can find out how to get it there. The, li- the show notes for this episode should be available at theproductivewoman.com slash 16. So if you read the book, let me know what you think. And I may talk about it later after I've read it as well. But that's this week's tool that I'm recommending. So uh, this week's topic is going to talk some more about um, decluttering. In episode 14, we we started a discussion about clutter, looking kind of in, in the big picture, why we have so much stuff, the effects of living with so much stuff with with clutter, and some thoughts, um, beginning thoughts about conquering clutter. And so I want to pick up from there and and really look at it more specifically. And and we're going to get even into more detail in future episodes. But, you know, if you've decided you want to get a handle on all the stuff in your life, how do you get started and how do you proceed to make that happen? Um, In this episode, I'm going to just take you through some some steps um, about um, the process to go through in, in, you know, doing that. And, and it starts with thinking about where, where do you want to start? That's step one. And there's no right or wrong answer. You just choose. There, and, and by where, where to start, I mean what room? What room do you want to start in? Because you can't declutter your whole home. And I'm, I'm looking at home now, but the same process could apply at the office or your workspace. Um, so where are you going to start? Which room? There, there are lots of ways that you could think about it. Which room do you use the most? Which room is bugging you the most? Um, you know, which one is the biggest problem? Or on the other hand, maybe which room could you finish the quickest, which would give you that boost of encouragement from accomplishing, um, you know, getting that room decluttered and in order. So, you know, think about that, walk through the home. And again, we're talking about the home, but this applies, could apply anywhere. Um, Walk through your home and and think about that and decide, choose a room and um, then spend, then comes the next step. Spend some time thinking, again, sort of big picture. What do you need or want to do in that room? How do you want to feel in that room? And how do you want others to feel in the room, your family, guests, and so on, or if it's your workplace, you know, uh, employees, uh, visitors, that sort of thing. What sort of atmosphere or environment are you looking for in that room? And it may differ from one room to the next. Maybe you want your kitchen to be, you know, cheerful and 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 kind of bubbly and and energizing. Maybe you want the master bedroom to be. Uh, quiet and calm and peaceful, but think about, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe the reverse. I don't know. There, again, there's no right or wrong answer, but, but what is it that you're looking to accomplish in that room? And then once you've thought about what you need or want to actually be able to do in the room and how you want to feel and how you want others to feel in the room, then the next step is to think about what do you need? What items do you need in the room in order to accomplish number one and number two? Uh, that is, in order to accomplish the things, um, to be able to do in the room what you need to do and feel the way you want to feel. So think about that. Think about what's working in the room. 
you know, look around with a critical eye and think, you know, I love this, uh, you know, if you're looking at your living room, I love this little reading corner that I've set up with a table and a chair and a little shelf. Um, or, you know, whatever, what, what works for you, what is functional and pleasing to you in the room. And then on the other hand, what's not working? What would you like to change about the way the room is set up, the, the stuff that's in it? But again, you're trying to create a vision in your mind of how the room will look and function once you've finished the process of decluttering and reorganizing, okay? Once you've done that, then again, another step is to um, identify zones or areas in the room for specific purposes. And, you know, I should have maybe said at the beginning, you want to have a pencil and paper to um, with you while you're doing this so you can take notes. Um, but So now you, you've created this vision in your mind of how the room's going to look and function, identify zones in the room for specific purposes or uses. For instance, a kitchen might have a zone for cooking right around the stove. What needs to be there? You know, pot holders, pans, stirring spoons, that sort of thing. Maybe a zone for baking where you'll have the baking supplies, your flour and sugar, your mixing bowls, your mixer, that sort of thing. A living room might have an entertainment area that centers around the TV where you store the DVDs and the Xbox and, you know, whatever gets used there. Or maybe you have a game zone uh, that, you know, where you store the games and there's a little table or whatever. But it, it's going to be different from one home to the next, from one family to the next. It's all about what works for you. All right? So now you need to look, once you've done all this process, you need to look at your calendar, schedule an appointment, or more likely, if you're as busy as most of us are, a series of appoint appointments with yourself to work on the room. You don't want to undertake this massive project when you've got major life events to deal with. If you've got a new baby or a new job or a, a big family holiday, um, you know, you don't want to add to your stress by tearing the house apart or tearing a room apart. Uh, to, to do a, a major decluttering project. So if that's going on, just for now, stick with working on the small steps approach that we talked about in episode 14. You know, spend two minutes tossing all the trash from a single drawer when you've got that, you know, while you're waiting for the water to boil for your, um, uh, for your tea or something like that. And schedule the big project for after the, uh, the holidays are over or whatever it is that you're dealing with. So the question is, if you're scheduling this time, how much time do you need? Um, one, one uh, Julie Morgenstern, and I've mentioned this book in previous episodes, her book, Organizing from the Inside Out, I'll have a link uh, in the show notes for that, that has estimates for complete uh, a complete decluttering organizing process for various kinds of space. For instance, in in her book, for the ki a, a typical kitchen, she estimates it's going to take six hours to sort everything in the room, two hours to purge or you know decide what to get rid of, one hour to assign each item uh, a home within the room, and about three hours to uh, what she calls containerize the 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 stuff that is organized and contain it within the assigned space in the room. 
another example she gives is a, a typical office. She allocates 16 hours to sort. And, and when she talks about sorting, she's saying, you know, the process we're talking about is touching literally every item in the room. So in an office, it's every piece of paper, every file, you know, whatever. So she allocates 16 hours in a typical office to do that. One hour to purge, which is to get rid of stuff, just, you know, pull out the stuff you're getting rid of. An hour to assign each item a home and six hours to containerize it. You know, there's more small items in a typical office, so it's a longer chunk of time. But that's kind of a, a an example of, of uh, one person's uh, way of, of uh, estimating the time. Basically, you're going to look at the room you've chosen, the amount of stuff you've got in it, and estimate the amount of time it'll take and be realistic about it. Uh, break. We're going to break the process down into steps, so you don't have to. You're not going to spend all day, every day, you know, for a week doing this because most of us just can't. Uh, and so we'll break it down into steps, which is, as I've kind of alluded to before, sorting everything. Again, taking each item, looking at it, and and going through the sorting process. We'll talk about in a moment. Then purging it, which is pulling out the things you're going to get rid of. Um, organizing and replacing it, uh, or replacing it, that is putting it back in its its spot. So you're going to, now you're, you, that's the process, that's thinking about the amount of time it takes, and you're going to look at your calendar and schedule those sessions now. Get it, get it written on your calendar, make that time, figure out when you're going to do it. And then between now and the day you want to start on the room, you're going to assemble the materials and the supplies you need. So you need a big box of sturdy trash bags because part of the process of decluttering is getting rid of things. And we'll talk about how to decide what to get rid of. But make it easy for yourself uh, with a big box of, of sturdy, you know, the big trash bags. Uh, you also need a bunch of empty boxes. And we'll talk about what we're going to use them for in a minute. You might want a label maker. Um, and sometimes that can be useful depending on what kind of room you're sorting. Definitely a notepad and a pen. Um, gather cleaning supplies, a duster, a broom and dustpan, spray cleaner and paper towels, because you're going to take advantage of have emptying cupboards or drawers or whatever and, and clean them real quickly. Uh, a box of plain file folders for sorting papers and sticky notes perhaps for temporary labels on the piles of things as you're sorting. So those are some of the things you want to have on hand when you're ready to start the process in the room that you've chosen. Then it comes to the day and, you know, the sorting process, however many hours you've allocated to it, is going to take some time. Um, and so the, the, whichever room you've chosen to start with, here's the process. You're going to start in one corner of the room and this is the sorting pick whichever corner you want and you're going to work your way around the room clockwise and in this sorting process you're basically going to touch every item in the room empty every drawer every cupboard etc and sort it into one of these categories if it's trash it goes into a bag if it's a giveaway it goes into a box. And you might want to have different boxes, say, if some things are going to Goodwill, some uh, you're going to uh, take them to a charity sale, something like that. 
but you're going to have a box for giving things away. If it belongs elsewhere, if it's in the wrong room, then put it in a box or basket or however you want to do it um, for things that belong somewhere other than the room where you're working. Now, don't fall into the trap of, of you know, I'm going to take these dirty dishes to the kitchen. and Well, now while I'm in the kitchen, I'm, I'm going to load the dishwasher or get a snack or check my email. It, and pretty soon, you know, the, the day's gone and you've kind of moved from one thing to another and never finished the process in the room. You want to stay in the room and get this done. So just anything that doesn't belong in that room, put it in the box and just save 15 minutes at the end of the, your session to take those items, you know, pick up that box and carry it around and put those things, those items in the room they belong in. You'll have a box for anything that needs repair or cleaning, but... Give yourself a deadline on these things. You know, when at the end of the day, mark this box with a date that's a month or two weeks, whatever, uh, whatever makes sense to you, out. And if those things if, if haven't been repaired or cleaned by that deadline, then either trash it or give it away. Uh, we're not going to put it back. We're not going to have a box of things that need repair or cleaning sitting around the house for another, you know, six months or a year. Okay, so you, you, this is the process you're going through, working your way around the room, pulling out every item and uh, sorting it either to trash, to give away, to belongs elsewhere, to needs repair or cleaning, or finally, it's something that you're keeping and is going to stay in that room, and you'll set those things in another pile. Now, in the, at this point, you know, the drawers, the cupboards, whatever, they're all empty, so take a few minutes and clean them. Dust or vacuum, spray it with cleaner, wipe it down, whatever it takes uh, to clean it out. Don't get all carried away uh, or sidetracked, I guess is the word, with, um, you know, finding the perfect drawer liners or whatever. This pro I mean, if you like doing that stuff, go, go, go for it. But uh, that's not the point of this exercise. Clean it out and move on to the next step. Now, as you're going through this process and you kind of are looking at the stuff that you're keeping and how the room is laid out, and again, keeping that image in your mind of um, what uh, what you want that to be able to do in the room, how you want to feel in the room, that sort of thing, um, you, you'll you'll maybe identify certain containers or, or other needs that you need for storing the items that you're going to keep in the room. Maybe a basket to put DVDs in or a storage unit or depending on what your decor is, you know, it'll de it, 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 that'll kind of determine the sort of containers you need to store the items that you're having in that room. Maybe if you're working in the kitchen, you, you realize you need some dividers for the utensil drawer those sorts of things. As you identify those, jot them down on your notepad uh, so that you've, you're creating a list for another session. All right, so that's the sort process. And you may, depending on the room, you may be able to get that all done in a day or you know a three-hour session or whatever you've allocated. Or you might have to come back to it. If you only are partway through, um, you know, Get rid of the, when you finish your session, get rid of the trash, uh, take the things that belong in other places to the rooms they belong in, and, um, you know, maybe put the things that need repair or cleaning in your car so you can take them where they need to go, 
next time you go, uh, make air, take air, you know, go on errands. All right, so that's the, once you've completed the sorting process, the next step is to purge. So you've got nothing left in the room except those items that you've decided you are going to keep and they do belong in that room. All right, purging uh, is a, a process to go through those items one more time and think really hard about what you're keeping and why you're keeping it. Uh, the questions to ask yourself, do I use it? Do I love it? Does it add beauty or functionality to this room? Uh, ask yourself, if I was shopping right now, would I pay money for this? Uh, if, if, you know, if the answers to these questions is, uh, is no, then give it away or sell it on eBay or at a garage sale or give it to a friend who can use it or does love it. Um, other options, consider a homeless shelter for some of those items that are, you know, in good condition, but you just don't like them or you, you don't ever use them. Or uh, if it's kids things like toys or games, how about a local foster kids organization or, or Ronald McDonald House, something like that. Um, if you've got books to get rid of, I, I have a hard time saying that. My husband would laugh that those words would even come out of my mind, my mouth. Um, but if if you've decided you're going to uh, th that in the items you're getting rid of are books, consider donating them to the local public library, or if your church has a library, or again to the Ronald McDonald House or or some sort of hospice type place where there may be people who would enjoy having books to choose from. Um, to help pass the time. Definitely, you know, again, in this process, get rid of anything that's broken or if they're duplicates or clothes that don't fit or that you just don't like. Things Seriously, things that you never use. We talked in episode 14 about how some of us, and I'm, I'm guilty here, uh, have a hard time getting rid of things because I might need it someday. Well, you know, we need to, in order to simplify our lives and make our homes more beautiful or our offices more functional, whatever it is, um, we need to be serious about this and really think about it. And again, maybe have a friend help you with this process who, who maybe has a colder eye than you do about whether you should keep these things. Uh, so there's your, that's the purging process. Now on, on an, your next errands trip, Pick up those containers and storage items that you need from the list you were assembling. Don't get obsessive about this, but, you know, consider getting the prettiest containers or storage items that you can afford. Uh, places like the Container Store and Target, Crate and Barrel, all these places have some beautiful and functional organizers and containers. But don't just go in there. I, I mean, I love those stores, and I can go in there. I can always find something I want to buy and bring home and find something to organize into it. But, you know, the wiser choice is to think about what you really need before you go. And, you know, you will, of course, have measured the drawers or the shelves that you're going to put these items on if you, um, so that you know what sizes you need. But pick those things up. Then in the next session... Um, you're going to be restoring all these items, the things you finally decided to keep because they're very useful or they're very beautiful or both, hopefully. Back, you're going to put them back into the zones that you created within the room. You want items to be close to where you use them. 
only the things you use every day or nearly every day should be out uh, on display, so to speak, unless it's something really beautiful. For instance, in the kitchen, uh, you know, you don't want uh, something you only use every few months taking up the prime real estate on your counters. The most convenient space within the room should be for those things that you're using regularly. If you're a coffee drinker and you have coffee every every morning or, you know, a couple times a day, then, you know, your coffee maker probably has earned a spot on the kitchen counter. I don't drink coffee. We have a coffee maker, but we only get it out when we have guests who drink coffee. And it would be foolish for me to keep my coffee maker on the counter taking up space and gathering dust. So think about um, how you do that. You know, what what has earned the right to be out there in um, on that prime real estate? The less stuff you have out on, you know, on the counters or on the tabletops, the easier it is to keep those counters and tabletops clean and tidy and looking good and giving that peaceful feeling that most of us want to have in our home. And so you're going to take the process or go through the process of putting those things you've carefully chosen to keep back into the zones or the areas where you want them. And, and once you've done that, then, you know, sort of, this is the last step of the process and the one we can easily overlook, but take some time to just enjoy the feeling of what you've accomplished here. Look around and celebrate it. Take pictures of it and post them on Facebook about, you know, how you've created from a cluttered space, a beautiful space that you're going to enjoy being in and, and be able to be productive and efficient in using because you've gotten rid of the stuff that was taking up space, even though you don't use it, you don't love it, whatever. And, you know, the kind of the other last step of this is to maintain it and just, you know, make it a priority to spend 15 minutes a day putting things in order. And also remember, uh, we talked about this briefly in uh, episode 14, remember the one for one or two for one rule for each new item you bring home. Now that you've gone through this process of decluttering one room at a time, Uh, For each new item you bring home, you need to give away or throw away at least one or better yet, two items uh, to avoid just rebuilding the clutter that got you to where you are today or where, and I say you, I mean me too. I I mean, I, I need to go through this process on a pretty regular basis. And that's the process. Again, we kind of talked our way through one room, and it's very generic. In future episodes, we're going to look at some of the challenges specific to certain kinds of space and some ways we can um, overcome those challenges and do, you know, get those rooms the way we want them to be. But this is the basic process that you go through in each room and whichever room you started on, then you, once you finish that, you can go on to the next room. Decluttering and organizing a home or even just a room in a home or in an office can be a huge job, but it has such great benefits. Again, re-listen to episode 14 for what some of those are, and it's manageable when you take it one step at a time. So what do you think? Um, uh, what are, Does this sound like a process that you want to undertake? What room would you start with? Uh, do you have any tips for... 
making the, the process more pleasant or more efficient or easier or of, of tools or resources that you have used in your decluttering process, I would love it if you would um, share your thoughts by um, going to theproductivewoman.com slash 16 and scroll down to the comments section and leave your, leave your comments there. Uh, so uh, we can all learn from what you know. Um, and that's, that's the topic for this week. I guess a couple of quick announcements before we move on. I don't, I always like to say that I really want to be sure that I'm covering the productivity related topics that are useful and helpful and interesting to you. So if there's something you'd like me to talk about, a question you have, something you uh, are particularly interested in, or a productive woman that you think I should invite as a guest, let me know. You can email your questions or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voice message by going to theproductivewoman.com and you can click on the button there for leaving a voice message. Be sure if you do that to tell me who you are, you know, I'm, this is Iris from Indianapolis. And if you have a website or blog, tell me what that is too so I can let folks know how to find you if you want to be, you know, found. Um, the Productive Woman podcast has joined the Noodle Mix Network uh, where I am in the company of such great podcasts as Beyond the To-Do List, The Audacity to Podcast, and a couple different shows dedicated to discussing some popular TV shows like Once Upon a Time, Resurrection, and others. So if those are TV shows you like, you might enjoy listening to one of those podcasts where they talk about the show and really get into some neat stuff. I'm really proud to be in such good company, and I invite you to check out the other podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. If you like the podcast and you haven't already subscribed, remember that you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher. Links to both are in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com. Look for episode 16. You can also click on the iTunes or Stitcher icons there uh, at the website to get straight to the subscription location. Subscribing means that you uh, each new episode will go straight to your um, computer, your smartphone, wherever you listen to podcasts as soon as it's released so you won't miss anything. And again, if you think the podcast is worthwhile and something that other women might enjoy listening to, I would be incredibly grateful if you would consider posting a review of The Productive Woman on iTunes. It helps keep the podcast visible, get it out there where people can find it um, and uh, hear what we have to say. And uh, uh, finally, do be sure to join the conversation on Facebook. Look for The Productive Woman on Facebook, like the page, and leave a post there to, to introduce yourself and uh, hopefully start a conversation with other folks in the community. I do want to hear from you. And uh, I look forward to talking with you again soon. And until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.